Hey there, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your co-host today with my dog, Charlie, a 12-year-old fuzzball who is very interested in our upcoming topic. The reason? We're going to talk about whether pets should share a bed with their favorite humans. As you might have guessed, Charlie has a definite opinion on the topic. He's a bit biased, though, so we asked sleep medicine specialist Nancy Foldberry Schaefer to join us and offer some input. She is one of the many trusted experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into our weekly podcast to answer health-related questions. So with that in mind, let's see where Charlie should sleep tonight. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Foldberry Schaefer. Uh, thanks for carving out some time for us today. Yeah, absolutely. So as you might have guessed uh, from my co-host here, uh, today's topic is a personal one in uh, the Horton House. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess, though, that this is not the first time that you've been asked about uh, sleeping with a pet. It is not the first time. And I see it seems like a lot of people just they naturally just do it. I mean, we get so attached to these little uh, critters. Um, I, I think I saw one thing where 50 percent of dog owners say they sleep. Uh, they sleep with their pet. So um, I guess let's get right to the main point here, which is sleeping with your pet, something that sleep experts would recommend doing. Well, sleep experts, um, by the way, good morning, Charlie. Um, sleep experts will recommend um, optimal sleep hygiene. So optimal sleep hygiene is, is embedding healthy habits, healthy behaviors, and the right environmental factors collectively to ensure a good night's sleep. And so generally that means not having things or friends in the bed who should not be there. Um, and so generally we would, we would recommend that Charlie not be sleeping um, in your bed. Oh, it's bad news for you, Charlie. So <laughs> let's, I, Char Charlie wants to get the bad news out of the way first here. So let's start with the reasons <laughs> why it's not a good idea to uh, have, have pets in it as a bed buddy. Yeah. Well, pets, you know, it, pets um, can affect sleep quality. So when pets move, people often wake up. Uh, many of our patients are waking up repeatedly uh, during the night because uh, a pet is repositioning or moving or barking or you know needing to get up to to be taken out. Um, so there's that that uh, component of sleep disruption that can happen with pets in the room. Uh, there's also other like medical related issues. Uh, many people with sleep disorders and sleep problems also have allergies. People with asthma. Um, may have their allergies and asthma activated by having pets near them all the time, including in the bed. Um, certainly there's exposure to germs uh, that happen when we have pets in the bed. Um, so, so those are general sort of side issues that are that do play in to getting a, a good night's sleep. Well, I think Charlie's usually pretty good, but there has been more than one occasion where he's growled where uh, I've moved when he didn't like it. So <laughs> I, 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 I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, so it's not looking good for Charlie right now. Sorry, buddy. Um, but let's talk about some of the potential benefits, uh, that might come with sleeping with a pet. Well, well, you know, again, I think it's about individualizing our sleep strategies. Some people are actually really great sleepers and they enjoy having a pet in the bed and the pet is really not contributing to any sleep problem. Um, they, they're happier with the pet in the bed, the pet helps them wind down at night. Um, and maybe they even feel more secure 
in their in their environment, um, having a pet in the bed. And if the pet is not leading to any health or sleep issues, that's probably fine. Um, it's really for the folks who are having problems with their sleep that we would caution against having Charlie in the bed. So it sounds like you might be doing fine with Charlie in the bed. Well, I got to say, he's like a professional sleeper. And I found that after I started working from home where he's he's pretty much down for 20 plus hours a day, I think. So I'm, I'm trying to learn from him. Uh, <laughs> he's your sleep coach. He is. He is. Uh, so if you're going to sleep with your pet, um, are there things that you can do to kind of create a setup that will increase your chances of, of having a good night's sleep? Yeah, absolutely. And these are like an extension of normal sleep hygiene, uh, which are the, the, the things we practice doing to help promote a good night's sleep. But we figure those out on our own. They're individualized. Uh, so for example, if we're concerned about allergens, uh, you might invest in an air filter uh, for your bedroom. Uh, you may choose a different type of bed or a larger bed so that there are um, defined places. You know, here's my space and here's Charlie's space. And if one of us moves, we're not disrupting the other. Uh, you need to think about cleanliness uh, of sheets, you know, your bedding, as well as the pet. Um, and uh, and just monitor and, and, and make modifications over time. Are there things you can even do? Because like, as you said, pets are prone to sometimes getting up in the middle of the night. Um, could you even adjust your bedtime a little bit and kind of work in a maybe wake up call at 2 a.m. for a drink of water? Yeah, absolutely. If you if your brain allows that to happen, you know, some people are are very flexible sleepers and they can wake up and get to sleep very quickly. Others, once they're woken up by something in the environment, will have an hour or two of difficulty falling back to sleep. So again, this is something that needs to be individualized. But, you know, if you read about sleep before the invention of the light bulb, you know, there used to be, there was this concept of the two sleeps. Um, the first sleep, you know, three to four hours early in the evening. And then there was a natural one to two hour wake up period where people woke up and actually did things and then fell asleep again for another four hours. Uh, and some Modern scientists feel like this concept of insomnia in part is due to the fact that we as human beings are sort of forcing ourselves to sleep in these specific time frames and expect to sleep well when human biology actually was not that way uh, forever. So for those who have the flexibility to maybe go to sleep a little bit early at, earlier, anticipating that there's going to be a wake up in the middle of the night, and they can fall asleep again after that to get your full seven to eight hours of sleep, I think that's perfectly fine. Well, that seems like something I might be willing to do to keep uh, keep Charlie in his spot. Um, <laughs> do you have any advice on how I can... I know, he's, you know, he's, he's a cool little guy. So uh, do you have any advice on how I can keep him from taking up uh, the space of a uh, St. Bernard? Because I don't know how he does it, but he takes up... <laughs> Half the bed at 13 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's challenging. I mean, it's the same with other human bed partners, you know, and when, when and, and not that different from when children want to come in your bedroom, you know, in your bed at night. Um, I think it's just about setting limits. If you can be consistent about where Charlie should sleep uh, and, you know, habits, even pets, children uh, will accommodate to. So I think consistency with your expectations might eventually lead to a standard practice that Charlie will adhere to. 
All right. Well, I'm hoping both of us are going to work on uh, on these tips that you gave us. So be- before we kind of say goodbye, uh, do you have anything else to add as far as uh, sharing a bed with a pet? I would just again say it's it's really an individual choice, um, but important to recognize if you're sharing a bed with a pet and it's affected your sleep quality because sleep is a foundational to health and wellness. It's critically important for cardiovascular health, metabolic health, and brain health. And as much as we love our pets, it's important to not allow poor sleep to affect your health long-term. Great advice. At this point, though, I think Charlie has me trained. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to turn him around. So <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. And uh, Charlie and I both appreciate uh, all the good, uh, the good advice. You are very welcome. Bye, Charlie. Pets bring a lot of joy to our lives and can be wonderful companions. But when it comes to sharing your bed with your pet, give it some thought. They might seem a lot less cute when they growl over who has the sheets at 2 a.m. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.